Chapter 19 The feeling of being straddled from behind by a voluptuous woman is as luxurious as it already sounds. Even perfect strangers who initially share no more than mutual animosity for one another find themselves intertwined like lovers on a tiny seat. It's a language between bodies, a balance of warmth from the engine beneath them and the air that hits their faces. It's undeniably romantic and uncontrollably intimate. The hands she may have used to hit you or point a gun at you, those same hands now delicately find the creases of your pectorals and dig themselves into you. Her breath pours onto the back of your neck and her lips almost touch your ear. Then, for a moment, they taste you and retract. An accidental kiss, leaving you confused and aroused and unfocused on the road. Her breasts press themselves into you as you discreetly recline into them. Her bare legs lock around your hips as her body takes on heat. Colt was feeling every part of Becca that he could. He had even gone so far as to arch his back so she could squeeze him tighter. His last bits of sobriety had him shyly hoping she didn't notice his erection. Her lip piercings dug themselves into the back of his head. He wanted to run a palm along the top of her thigh the way he had seen Jeff do earlier. Her skin looked so soft. They hadn't spoken since getting on the bike. Every mile marker, her hand would raise from his chest and signal to keep driving forward or take a turn. Then it would place itself back onto him, and he would breathe slowly, hoping she wouldn't let go. Colt thought about these emotions, these feelings, and how inescapable they were once inside his head. The way they took over his mind. Even back at the trade post, once Jeanette had removed her bra, He'd lost control of himself, like some buck out of the woods, fucking and eating and fighting, fighting to get to fuck more, eating to have the energy to fuck more, like some lone bull in his last days, stomping around with a hard-on and stabbing everything in sight with it, like a confused ten-year-old with a dirty magazine, unable to think clearly until he'd done what was needed. Colt wondered if sex made a woman feel this way if she ever felt out of control by it. Then he thought about how often he'd seen a woman use sex to take control. Even in this moment, he would have done almost anything if Becca asked him to touch her. He thought about power. How power was just like a gun, or even more so, like a bullet. Colt felt weak. His hands and the bars looked small. His arms looked thin. His eyes ached. He bit down on his lower lip and took his left hand off of the handle and rested it on top of Becca's thigh. Her skin was cold and incredibly soft. He rolled the backs of his fingers along it. Then, surprisingly, Becca's hand left his chest and held it, not sweetly, however, but firmly. She lifted Colt's hand off of her and brought it back to the handle that it came from. Then she leaned forward into him pressed her spiked lips into his earlobe. I'm a stripper, she whispered, not a hooker. Colt felt like bottoming out the bike right there, or maybe just steering it off into a ditch. He 
He tightened his grip on the accelerator and looked into the moon up ahead, hoping somehow that it would blind him enough to do it. He pulled his back away from her and turned his head, shouting over the wind. And I'm a man, not a police officer. He heard her laugh, but couldn't see it. The laugh was the nicest thing he'd heard in a long time. Suddenly his arms felt thicker, and the bike grew smaller beneath him. Power, he thought to himself. That's what it all comes down to. Becca pulled herself back into him and spoke into his ear. Do you love your wife? she asked. Colt thought a moment. He couldn't tell if this was a trick question or a comment, or whether it was even genuine. He decided to just tell the truth. I don't know, he said. Hearing himself say it out loud brought unexplainable relief. I guess I'm trying to figure that out. Becca's fingers curled at his sternum, and he felt her lightly bite his ear. Do you think touching me is going to help you figure that out? She asked. I just wanted to know what you felt like, he said. What do I feel like? You feel good. You feel, I don't know, good. Good, she asked. I'm not a fucking poet, all right. Plus, I'm drunk and I'm having a really hard night. I'm sorry I touched you if that's what you want to hear. Are you actually sorry that you touched me? No, not at all. I don't mind you, Waylon. At least you're honest. Colt couldn't think of a reply. She lifted her hand and pointed to the exit up the road. Off to one side was a row of houses surrounded by bare trees. Take a ride up there, she said. My house is the big white one with the lights on. When they pulled up the driveway, Jeff was seated on the ground with his back resting against his bike. His legs were fallen wide apart out in front of him, his boots pointing in two different directions. He had the yellow letter open in his lap and was reading it by the moonlight. His other hand tapped out ash from a cigarette into the grass. The blade rose and fell with his heaving breaths. Colt turned off his engine and Becca threw a leg around the back and stepped off while he backed into a spot near the house. She walked over and knelt down beside Jeff. Jeff had a faraway look in his eyes. They were glassy and distant. He wasn't smoking the cigarette, just repeatedly flicking at it while his eyes traced the small cursive written in pencil. She said she learned how to make wallets, he sighed. Leather wallets. Says everybody talks about TV because they took the TV away. She says she doesn't like TV because it doesn't feel like real life, doesn't feel relatable to it. She says she might not ever like TV and that she's fine with knowing that. Jeff smiled at the page and propped himself up into less of a slouch. There's a really loud bird that just started coming around. She says it sounds like it's constantly choking on something. Makes this gagging noise almost like a duck. She says she hopes it's a duck. She can't see it, but that it sounds like a duck. Jeff turned and smiled at Becca. Have you ever heard of a duck that sounds like it's choking? He asked. 
I always thought ducks sounded like they were honking, she said. Jeff nodded and folded the pages back together. I suppose shit sounds different when you can't see what it's coming from. He pocketed the letter and bent a knee, rolling onto his side and pushing himself off the ground with his hands, trying not to move the blade. He climbed to his feet and pretended to not notice the knife at all. Colt started removing the wire radio system from his belt and shoulder. He pulled it off and threw it into a trash can beside the garage. He closed the lid and rubbed his eyes, looking around. What now, he asked. Where are we headed? Jeff looked him up and down with concern, like he was a broken clock. You're starting to weird me out, Waylon. I can't read what's behind those dead eyes you've got. What exactly is it you intend to do if we do catch up with Vaughn? I'm going to try and get my wife back, Colt said. Do you even want your wife back? I know I don't want her living with another man. Yeah, I can see that. It seems like your jealousy is the only thing you understand. Is that supposed to make sense, Cold asked impatiently. He looked at Jeff like he was about to kick his ass. Jeff stepped eye to eye with him. The blade's length was the only distance between them. Does it bother you to know that I want to take your wife from him too, Jeff asked. Colt pulled off his sunglasses. You're not going to touch my wife. What if I already have? Are you picking a fight with me? No. I'm just trying to predict what's going to happen when she tells you she wants to leave with me. I'm not going to have this conversation anymore, Colt said. Jeff smiled. There was a new kind of anger brewing in Colt's stomach. He could taste it in his throat. It was hot and was making his face start to sweat. He leaned into the blade's tip, but Becca pushed her huge purse between them and swung it, separating them. Then she grabbed Colt by the arm and pulled him close to her. Listen, she whispered. Before you go, 